Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Growing Ups, the podcast. Hi, Ellie. Hey, girl. Happy Monday. I feel like we always start. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hi, Ellie. How are you? Hey, girl. Every week. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Can't say we're not consistent. (laughs) I know. If not, a little repetitious. Repetitive. 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 Fucking hell. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic week or you're ready to have a fantastic week. Yeah, we're happy to be here. How are you, my darling? I'm good. Do you know what I just thought about? I'm just wondering, like, everyone listening to this right now, Some one person's in the car, mm-hmm. someone might be having a shower, someone might be on their way to work. Like, people are going to be listening to this in so many places. Yeah. And you know what? We found out that India is our biggest... Um, second biggest listener. Oh, second biggest. Yeah, yeah. the UK is first. All right, someone in India... Hi, there, was, there was a quite, there was a couple of South America, South American company, uh, countries. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to you wherever in the world you are. It's all Maggie's friends, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Anyone she meets when she's abroad. <laughs> Advertisement. <laughs> but how are you, girl? How's your weekend been? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been stressed recently. Basically, I think I've spoken about it before, but I'm going through this acne journey. Oh, yeah. Because apparently my hormones are fucked. Um, So I did a test to test out my hormones. Basically, they're out of whack. Like, they're so out of whack. Some bits are too high, some bits are too low. And the doctor basically said it might be PCOS, but we can't diagnose you until we see a scan. I'm on a waiting list for a scan. These waiting lists are long. Just for a scan as well. I didn't think it would be that intense no um so they can't do anything until I get the scan which now is gonna have to be like when I come back from Brazil and then obviously I went to a dermatologist where I'm doing laser. guys by the way this is a pretty cheeky prereq in case you're wondering why she's not already in Brazil yeah yeah <laughs> it's a, a free record oh shout out to me listening to this in the sun in the sunshine. um anyways so I'm doing these laser sessions but I can't do the laser sessions if I'm having a breakout because it doesn't, it like, it's not good. Like, imagine having a breakout and then you're shooting yeah. the laser at it. Like, it's not good for your skin. But I can't not have a breakout because my hormones are off balance. So now everything's on pause and it's stressing me out. Wait, so the laser was to sort the acne? Yeah, the laser helps with the the over the skin process. So, like, it helps to heal the skin and, like, get rid of pig- pigmentation and stuff. But whilst the inside problem is not sorted. I can't sort out the outside problem. Oh my God. And it's all paid for. So now I've had to put the process on hold until I can actually get medication or whatever it is that they need to do to balance out my hormones to carry out the laser procedure. It's just stressing me out. That's really annoying. Is your laser like in perpetuity? You can use that whenever. Or yeah, does it expire? yeah no luckily it doesn't expire okay that's good but um so then I looked up how much would it be to get a private scan <laughs> it's like it's nearly 500 and to me I'm like that's a flight and all that scan is gonna say is yes you have PCS or no you don't it's not gonna treat me after that yeah that's so it's, it's just not even worth it that's how my week's been <laughs> well I feel bad for being so optimistic now I'm positive <laughs> No, I mean... I, That's so annoying. I have said this year is the last year that I have acne. Like, I've actually had enough. I found a picture the other day. It was so sad because I was looking through pictures to find something else. And I saw this video of me 
and my face was so clear like yeah your skin was your skin is still fine now but your skin was like model it was so i mean i've always had like open pores or like normal skin oh, in it. no your skin was like no ellie i was i was like how did this happen to me like who put juju on my name <laughs> and the worst thing that's stressing me out even more is that i'm asking like the doctors like what what is it what is the cause and the only thing they can come up with is like either it's like it could be down to stress I am not stressed. You might not make me stressed, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not stressed. Like, yeah. it's not stress. I don't need a stressful life. It's just like, long day. Yeah, that's so annoying. Honestly. Skin but... skin is stressful. This week, actually, because I'm doing my boxing now, and one day, one day a week is on a, a weekday. Hmm. I went to work for the first time with no makeup on. For the first you time, always wear makeup? I always wear makeup. I don't wear a lot of makeup. Like, I only wear CC cream um, and a little bit of mascara. But, like, I have, I have like, sporadic spots, and they're always really red. And they're typically, like, around my chin and my cheeks. Um, and I was just like, I'm just going to fucking go for it. Because there's no point me putting makeup in in the morning, having to wash it off at lunchtime, go to my session, then put it back on. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. No one said anything. I was like, no oh. one, of course no one's, like, no one is going to be like, oh, actually, yeah. I say that. But I remember in school, someone came in without makeup and they, everyone was saying she looked mad tired. <laughs> but that's school. School savage. Like, people wouldn't do that in the workplace, I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone would comment. Maybe by accident, if they didn't realise you didn't have makeup on. Because yeah. like, it's not always that noticeable, especially when it's like a thin layer of makeup. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my spots were just red and I was just like... <sighs> but like I say, who, who doesn't love a little imperfection? It makes you realise all the other places that are so beautiful and not flawed. Yeah, do you know what? It's on my vision board that it will get rid of acne this year. <laughs> I still need to do mine. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But, um, how's your week been? How's life? Yeah, my week's been good. So on top of my boxing and my trying to keep positive throughout February, I started volunteering. Did you? Yeah, it's via work. So my work set up like this thing where you can become a peer mentor for a school. So this week, so it's a year, a year thing, like once a month, you oh just have like an hour chat with them. They can come into your workplace and like if they want to and your firm can facilitate it, you can do an internship with them and stuff like that. Wow. And I met my mentee and we were just having a chat and I was like, this is so nice. Like for me, I want it to be a reverse mentoring kind of thing. Like I want to learn from you and I want to teach you whatever you want to know. Like, yeah. But it was so nice. You know, we just text someone and I was a bit nervous at first. So I was like, oh my God, if we don't click... What if like we have nothing in common? And I was also nervous because they're actually sixth form. What if he's smarter than me? And like I can't answer his questions. No, because you know students be smart. Like yeah. <laughs> no, I so at work I had this thing where I'm like I'm giving a lecture to this um, university in the US, and I was like I remember being at university and because you're reading around so much, you actually yeah. know more than you know now. Yeah, oh, not really, but, but like you're broad, it's broader. It's broader, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And now you, your knowledge is more by specific. Yeah, exactly. I was like, if these students ask me questions, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, but no, he was really nice. We proper click. Does he want to go into your industry? No, they. Oh my god! So we were in a room, and it was like um, it's called an icebreaker. So you just get to know like the the. the, the pupils in the school and stuff like that and you talk about your interest literally 110% of them said finance Is they were it? all like I want to work in finance I want to work in finance I was like honey are you sure <laughs> um but he said he's he would be interested in property but like finance property whatnot and I was like oh like you can come in and I'll show you around that's so cool do you know that's how I got my internship was through people like you coming no into my school 
And then I was like, I kept in touch and I was like, could I work shadow? So they let me come in for a week where I just like observed what they do. Then they invited me back for an internship when I was at uni. Mendel. Yeah. And that's all from someone coming into my school. So it can be really impactful. Yeah, that's great. It, honestly, what's meant to be is meant to be like it all pans out, doesn't it? It does. Um, so that was my week. My week was, yeah, a week at work. Not that interesting. And then on Saturday, my mom is like really old fashioned. She doesn't think your mom should be your friend. She thinks she should be like your, not your creator, but like your mother. Your yeah, mother. yeah, yeah. Um, so when I ask her to go on dates with me, she thinks I'm weird. Is it? <laughs> but I was like, one time, wait, guys, listen to this, yeah. One time I asked my mum to go on an afternoon tea with me, yeah. I was like, mum, it would be so nice to go on an afternoon tea. Like, I could pay for it for your birthday. And she was like, oh, yeah, let me take Paula, her friend. <laughs> I said, well, then, you enjoy that, mum. I'll pay for you and Paula to go for yours. <laughs> wait, that is so, you were like, let's go together. She's like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with my friend. Thank I'm you. not even joking. <laughs> um, but no, since then, I've said to her, you're coming with me. So we've been doing annually Cirque du Soleil. So we go see a different one each year for her birthday and I take her out for a meal and stuff. And it was so nice. Ellie, I am so gagging to see Cirque du Soleil. You've never been? Never. <gasps> I should have taken... Oh, actually, it's an arm and a leg. That's why but... I haven't been yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to take you for your birthday. <laughs> Briefing. Because um, how much were the tickets? Like £100. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that's the price that I've seen, yeah. Yeah. But we were like but is it worth five rows from the front. It's phenomenal. I love it. Really? Like, you know me, I love something a bit like different and activity oh yeah. it's just phenomenal like you watch them and they're just so cool and there's a story behind it mm. I think it's great don't get me wrong they have quite a few filler acts okay so like you'll have the amazing acts and you'll be like oh. but then they'll have like clowns on oh okay so like, there, there are some there, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there are some filler acts but I'd, I'd highly recommend like I will literally go every year until I die like I love it really okay yeah. no I, okay I have to go It's it's been on my list to go for ages but yeah, every time I've seen tickets, I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it. But if you're yeah. saying it's worth it. No, worth definitely. It. Yeah, go. Okay. You know, um, they have them in all different countries. So when you go on holiday, maybe the prices will be cheaper. They, do have, they have one in Brazil, I swear. The exchange rate. Yeah, it might be cheaper <gasps> for you. Have a Thank look. you. I'm going to look into that. My yeah. colleague literally, when I told him I went, he said he watched one on TV the other day that was like a recording of one in Brazil. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, I'll have a look. Yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, that was my week and my weekend. It was very wholesome, very cute. I had the most delicious. Sorry, I have to go back to this because there was one in Leicester. Did you ever go to Colucio's in Leicester? Didn't I go for my birthday one year? It might have been with my flatmates, actually. I'm not sure. It, that's, is that the dessert place? No. Oh, it's no. It's Italian, I think. Colucio's, it's called. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I've never been. Dirt cheap. I'm saying two course meal with a drink each, not alcohol, because obviously try not to drink um 60 quid main meal and dessert for two people and a drink wait for two people for two people 60 quid and it was delicious i had some pasta with some spinach balls mm. oh my god they were delicious oh. so good and then a lemon like thing for dinner dessert wow okay yeah. where is it it was near south kensington station okay okay yeah but there's loads of them there's loads of collisions Okay, no, I've never been to one. Okay, yeah, good to know. a cheap date. Yeah. Highly recommend. I went to um, Dishoom. Did I tell oh, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You say you go there for brunch. Love oh, my Dishoom. God. It's so good. I need to go back. There's an even better one. Oh, yeah. Called, it's near my work. It's called Hoppers or Hoopers. Oh. Have you been? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were vibing with me, but you were actually just taking the piss out of me. <laughs> Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, I went with food. work. Yeah. Okay. You get like a 
like a platter type thing. <laughs> yeah. She's still judging me. You get a platter type thing and it's just, oh my God, like beautiful flavours. Oh, things. okay, okay. So yeah. No, I actually, Bond Street. I love Indian food, but I find it really hard to find good Indian food. Maybe. Anyone that goes to Lathar, I have never had an Indian dish as good as that place that we went to, that vegetarian restaurant Herb. in Leicester. It's Herb. called Herb. If you're in Leicester, it's called oh Herb. Oh my God. I've never, nothing has ever come close. Do you know how much I love that place? That's where we went for graduate, after graduation, we all had dinner there. Oh yeah. But we went to the meat one because Herb was the had one. Yeah, they've got Herb and then literally opposite the street, five minutes down, they've got a meat based one. Because mm-hmm. um, Herb didn't have any booking, so we booked that one. Oh, so good. Phenomenal. I've never tasted an Indian, like, not takeaway, what do you call it? Restaurant, like, food like that. <gasps> it's so good. And it's so affordable. Yeah. Like, actually, like, you probably spend, like, £20 if you want to. Delicious. On, like, two courses. Mate, I might even go back to Leicester just for that. <laughs> Why are they only in Leicester? Like, oh. I know, it's so good. Yeah, so phenomenal. Good. If you're in Leicester, guys, you know where to hit. You do. Guys, so we also had an update this week from one of our listeners. Uh, sorry, this person's going to listen and be like, bitch, I told you this months ago. We just, <laughs> because it took so long to start season three, um, we hadn't spoken about it in the other episodes. But basically, this person, she sent in a dilemma. Was it in season one or two? Because I actually can't remember. I feel like it was season one. It was way back when. It was way back when. Talking about how she works for the family business and she wasn't sure if she wants to leave the family business and go down her own path or not. And that was like the her whole dilemma and we kind of responded and gave advice. And finally we got a response and she said, girls, can I just say this year has flown by, but I took that job, had a great year, and now I'm about to qualify as a nursery practitioner, sidestep into the same role, but at a private boarding school and soon to complete on a house and get a puppy. This really has been the year. I've listened to that. I've read that more than once. And that's actually just giving me goosebumps. I know. Like my skin has gone all tingly. It's so beautiful. Like, oh, I and she that. even said, and 2024 is even going to be better. Appreciating the blesses, much, blessings. Much love for you too. And how much the podcast has grown. Mm-hmm. But I just love to hear the update because if anyone is listening right now and I, cause I don't know, I feel like sometimes we're so unrelatable. <laughs> And we didn't create this podcast to be relatable. <laughs> we were just recording our journey. But I feel like we're quite privileged that we oh, do. Yeah. We know what we want to do, and we're we're in jobs that we somewhat enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to this and you have no idea what you want to do in your career, or you want to completely switch up your career, this person has literally completely done a U-turn. She worked in construction in the yeah. family business and now she's working as a nursery practitioner and moving into a private boarding school space. At this age, you can change whenever really, but yeah, especially at this age is the time to explore careers and not feel guilty about changing and quitting something. Mm-hmm. This is the time to quit. So I just love that we got to see that growth. Like I, I just love it for her. No, honestly, that was the most beautiful message. Guys, if you've ever sent us in a dilemma and want to send us an update about how you got on, etc., please do. It honestly warms our hearts so much. And I'm so, so proud of her. And like, oh, a house and a puppy and a new job. Like, that's, that's lit. That's I, lit. That is like the most amazing year. Yeah. 2023, boy. And yes, 2024 is going to be better by fire by force. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Love to hear it. We do. On that note... 
Not really, but completely switching gears. <laughs> um, we got a dilemma and it says, I went to a work social the other day and ended up getting into a heated discussion about politics. What are your thoughts on disclosing your political views at work? I'm too dumb to understand politics. This is not a, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a question for me. I don't talk politics. Um... But I think your fantasy joke. I think everyone is entitled to their own views, mm-hmm. and no one should make you feel bad for that. Yeah. Like you should want to educate your peers, and fine if you have views, you can agree to disagree, and you can share why you have those views. But I don't think anyone should like get heated about it or be rude or disrespect your views because you're your own person and you don't need to think the same. Otherwise, the world can wouldn't go round. Yeah, I feel like with politics, what I've learned is that. Because I actually got into a discussion with someone at a work social and I was saying, we were talking, I think we were talking about climate change. Obviously, that's my career. That's what I work in. So I I believe climate change is real. And I always say, I said a comment, like a throwaway comment, like, I just can't believe that people are dumb enough to not believe it's a real thing. But we're all on the same side. Like at work, everyone believes in climate. You have to if you want to work at my company. And she was like, you shouldn't say that. Because like you believe how really, like you're choosing to believe the science. You don't see the science. Like you're not, you're not a, a physician. Like you don't, whilst I studied it, I'm yeah. choosing to believe what I've studied is real and it's factual information. But you can see it all around you. That's exactly what I said. And she was like, yes, but people, because the argument of climate change is that the climate has changed in the past. And yeah, go, <laughs> don't. <laughs> And she, but basically, the point is, she was saying how you strongly believe that mm. climate change is real, and how you strongly believe whatever you think about Brexit, whatever you think about taxes, whatever you think about that, the opposing side strongly believes what they believe. So for you to call them stupid mm. is not nice <laughs> because they're not stupid, they just believe something they've chosen to. It's like if we're different religions, you're not stupid for your religion. Yeah. I would never call you stupid because we're I'm Christian and you're something else. Mm. But when it comes to politics, I'm like, you are stupid. But I need yeah. to stop thinking like that. You're not stupid. You just think something differently to me. So when it comes to political views, I think you can definitely share it. But you need to be open minded that people have had completely different upbringings. Yeah, so true. So what you believe to be fact and what you believe to be true is completely wrong in someone else's eyes. And you just need to respect that, which I don't think I had the respect before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Meki can relate to you, boy. But I, yeah, I just think try not to get heated. If someone doesn't agree with you, just agree. This is something I'm working on this year. It's just who cares what other people think? Like you have your opinion that's how you feel. That's the political path you believe in. Cool. If they don't agree, let's agree to disagree. Yeah. Why does it matter if they don't agree with you? Like, why yeah. does it need to get heated? Just although I did just pull a face when you just said that. I was like, who am I chatting shit to? No, <laughs> it's. I remember at uni, this guy moved in, and obviously I'm at peak of uni. Yeah. So this is my masters. So I'm peaking to my studies and what I believe in. And he was like, climate change isn't real. Oh my god. I went off on him. Like, I was like, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. Then we got into a discussion about Trump. And, like, he was saying if he was in the US, he'd vote for Trump. And I was like, what the I literally went off on him. And it's like, that's not going to make him want to come over to our side, is yeah, it? Like, why true. would he? Like, I seem like an aggressive person. 
who is crazy. Like you just need to listen to people yeah. and try to understand why do they think like that, etc. Yeah, I agree. Don't waste your time getting heated with these people. They agree to disagree. But voice your opinion. Yeah, I think it's important to have your opinion. Especially if you're going to be an ally to things, like whether that's being an ally of a particular community or if you believe what is happening to refugees is wrong, say it. Because mm-hmm. we people going through tough situations need people who are speaking out for them when they can't. So yeah. definitely voice your opinions. But something I'm learning is trying to be respectful because, boy, some people are stupid. <laughs> No, I love it. I'm always, mate, my ass hurts from sitting on the fence, but Maggie's out here with her opinions for me. <laughs> I was thinking, oh no, it's the chain. I'm always on the fence, like always. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm never the person that's like, but on the other hand, I see your, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always so accommodating. I'm like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm-mm, oh. I do not. But anyways. <laughs> On to our next dilemma. So, hi, Maggie and Ellie. So glad I found this podcast. <laughs> this is funny considering what we just said. The two of you are so relatable. Glad someone <laughs> finds us relatable. <laughs> I am fresh out of uni and started my first real job last week. During my introductory meeting, my manager asked if I had LinkedIn and asked me to set one up. She said one of my goals is to go for a coffee or dinner with a potential client at least once a week. And another is to post a relevant post regarding industry, regarding my industry monthly. I know this sounds small, but it has freaked me out. Where do I even start? I know you've spoken about LinkedIn before. Do you find it useful? How do you reach out to make connections with people? How do you know if people you reach out to are even relevant? Not an exciting dilemma, I know, but I'll be grateful for your advice. So I saw this and though I'm part of this um, group of like this professionals group where they do it's for young it's young energy professionals basically that's what it's called and they have networking events but then they also host a series of different talks and stuff to help you out as a young person in your career mm-hmm. and one of them was a lecture kind of or or a webinar on how to use LinkedIn oh man so I watched it so you guys don't have to I love that I've got notes on what she said basically so I'll go through them and I think it will help this person in their dilemma so the first thing to do with LinkedIn is you have to think of it as this is your personal brand this is your CV Mm. it's your Instagram for work so that's how you need to perceive it um she said the first thing literally name job title and connect with your colleagues so at least you've got some you've connect with colleagues so you've got someone some sort of network that you're building and you've got your name you've got a picture have a picture otherwise you look like a bot (laughs) um and your your job title and if you if your job title is not really doesn't really describe what you do then she also said you can change your job title instead of putting like analyst because an analyst of what you can put like you're a writer or you're a public speaker because when you comment on things it's going to come up Ellie public speaker so people are kind of like engaging already with what it is that you do so that was the first thing she said think about what you want to be known for 
and who you admire. So what do you want your profile to look like? So for me, for example, I want to be known for the sustainability side of finance. So that's I need to think about that when I'm building my profile. Like on Instagram, what kind of thing, like if you have a public account, what kind of account is this? Is it a cooking account? Is it a fashion account? Or is it just your your personal account? Like whatever it is, you need to think about it in that sense. And once you figure out what industry it is and what message it is that you're trying to put out there, try and find a CEO or a director or someone who's big in your game look at their profile and try to em- emulate kind mm. of how they post, what they post, etc. I feel like that is such a good point because when I was trying to find connections on LinkedIn, it is so hard because people just put surveyor. Yeah. And I'm like, bruv, I, I'm actually victim of this too. I also do it. But if you look at my post, you'll know what I do. I'm like, what kind of surveyor? I don't want to waste my time with you if you're not relevant to me. Like you might be bloody doing building surveys. Yeah. It's hard. Make sure it's specific. Yeah, that's a top tip. Yeah, because it, it can really help you. When you comment on something, it's going to come up. So like, let's say yeah. if I've um, if I've seen a post that I find interesting and I've seen a comment and this person says she's a writer, I was looking for a writer to write something in this field, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just help. It, it can be helpful. Um. She also said there's an about me section in your LinkedIn. And this is basically, if you're someone who's, uh, you're new in the industry, you can talk about things like looking for experience in X. So looking for experience in finance or Mm -hmm. in surveying residential houses, whatever. Um, And then I looked at my CEO's profile because obviously now this is someone who's got a career so yeah someone like us we're at the start but we're not looking for anything anymore we're in our career roles so now you need to kind of state what is it that you're good at so people know what your skills are mm-hmm. and you can write sense um starting sentences like deep knowledge of fashion or deep knowledge of sustainability for animals <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Like you, so you can write deep knowledge of whatever it is that you've got a knowledge in. That might be your degree. Mm-hmm. If your degree is computer science, talk about your specific thing that you know really well. Um, and then the further up you go, and even in within your first couple of months at your job, you can then put proven ability to write a report or proven mm-hmm. ability to analyze statistics against these metrics. So it says kind of what your field is, what you're good at, what you've done in the past. Like three sentences. I like that. Yeah. my So I looked at my CEO's one and he has, he literally put focus, colon, and then what his focus is and exactly what he wants to do. But that's CEO level, right? Mm. Like people know him already, but it just makes the message clear of what it is that you're here to do. Yeah, I've never actually proved people's LinkedIn like that. No, neither had I. But people... In who are starting off, if you're connecting with people, like if I am reaching out to someone who's above my pay grade, they're going to see like, who is this person? Why why are they reaching out to me? And if my description says looking for experience in and that's your field. okay, yeah, I might reply. Mm -hmm. So it's it's good to have that kind of thing. Um, Another thing is, especially when we're starting out, joining groups on LinkedIn So I remember when I was at uni, so I didn't have a job yet, um, I joined a group which is like sustainability professionals, something like that. 
And in there, people posted, oh, we're looking for an intern in this. Here's the job description. Or we've just published this paper and it says this. Here's some information. So joining groups in your industry can be very helpful. Love that. Um, The next thing as well is she was talking about the LinkedIn algorithm. So what it likes, unlike Instagram where like, or TikTok, if you post multiple times, like it increases your engagement because Mm -hmm. it's seen a lot. LinkedIn doesn't like loads of posts all at once because it looks like you're spamming people. Yeah. It's like if you're sending like hella emails to a corporate account, they think it's spam, so they'll put you in junk. Mm -hmm. So um, you can post once or three times a week is the max. You don't need to do any more than that. And the ideal amount is a short text with an image. So if you attend a conference, take a picture of something at the conference, whether it's the slides or the speakers or whatever, put that and put a, a short text above it. If you if it's not something you did in person, if it's a report that you've read, mm-hmm. put a screenshot of the report with short text on it. And then she said um, the algorithm works best when you use three to five hashtags. Oh, wow. I don't even use hashtags, where? Mm. Neither do I. I like I think I've used it once or twice because work asked me to put a hashtag on something (laughs) but I never use hashtags either but it increases your engagement with people because now if I've hashtag sustainability it's gonna Mm -hmm. my audience is more likely to be sustainability professionals um and the other thing is is that LinkedIn likes when you comment on other people's posts so if you're someone which I've been guilty of now and I'm gonna try and make more of an effort to do this if you just post like attended this event blah blah done that's fine but if you're someone who posts and you comment on other people's stuff it looks like you're a more active user of LinkedIn so you're more likely to get your post seen yeah that's just how the algorithm works it considers a comment as five words. So you need to put five words in there for it to count. Oh my gosh, all this time I've just been putting congratulations. Well done on your new role. <laughs> yeah. five? Well done on your new role. Yes. This is fantastic news. <laughs> well done. Six. Five words. <laughs> Six words. <laughs> I am tired. Um, yeah, I feel like that's great. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like how the algorithm works. Um Another thing that you can do, which I didn't know, is you can follow a hashtag. So I work in the green finance space, so I can follow green finance and it will filter my feed. Because the good thing about LinkedIn is it could literally be an easy way to find out what's going on in your industry. Yeah, it's very true. You can, instead of scrolling through Instagram, you can scroll through there and it will just give you the information that you need in a a short amount. Um, We have something at work called, I think it's called property weekly or something like that and Mm. every day it will email you just the headlines of the top articles and it's so much better than having to read for a full article like it will just give you the key parts and I'm like brilliant yeah lovely stuff (laughs) no that it's amazing there's a page I follow on LinkedIn where they give like a daily thing of what's going on and it's amazing like I I love it I literally read it every day or I try to that's what stresses me I talked about in a few episodes ago how I get stressed out with that but anyways, um, and then it said, if you tag someone in it and they don't comment on the tag, 
it's better to just not tag them and just mention them instead. So I put like Ellie Healy instead of tagging Ellie Healy. Because if you're not going to engage with me, then it looks like you're just chatting shit. So be wary of that. Um, But yeah, then the final thing is she was saying your posts are going to be based on three different things. It's either going to be an education post. So Mm -hmm. you're going to be sharing a piece of information to your network it's going to be an inspiration post. So you're going to share a quote or something like that. Um, or it's going to be a connection post. So you're going to ask for, for people's opinions. Like, what are your thoughts on this that happened this week or whatever? Mm-hmm. So just um, be aware of that. And whenever you have an achievement at work, post it. LinkedIn is the place to gloat. Yeah, which true. is why it can be quite a shit social media network <laughs> if shit is not going well for you at work and then you're reading all of this blah blah it can be really disheartening bruv I remember coming straight out of uni and looking at LinkedIn and feeling like shit I was like oh my god this is awful look at all these people it's like oh yeah sometimes I don't think it's a great platform at all it all social media it's just the same as all social media it is it absolutely like people is. aren't going to post bad things on there exactly so all you're seeing is the best part of their life exactly um but yeah the last thing is is using the qr code function so when you go to click on when you're searching for someone next to it there's a little qr code button and that's basically your business card so when you're at events you can literally just show that people open up their camera and they can mm. go straight to your profile because if you have, especially if you have a diff- difficult name and people are like struggling to search off your name, that's just yeah. an easy way to connect with people. But yeah, that's some advice on LinkedIn and how to use it. Love that. This is like one of our more educational episodes for you guys. We'll try and do them like once every five, six episodes. Um, but yeah, this this dilemma inspired us. And I feel like in terms of you freaking out about it, that's so normal like if you're not a massive social media person anyway, LinkedIn is exactly the same and it can feel super daunting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just try and post the way maybe said, like just the, the little posts here and there. And if it's once a month, that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. And then finding people, I'm not gonna lie, I find finding people on LinkedIn really hard. Your best bet is yeah, go to events, follow, like you said, the hashtags to meet people that are in the same industry, or just ask your colleagues like who they've met and find out who your biggest clients are. And then try and find less um, or like more junior people in those teams. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I've done. I've literally just found our biggest clients and then found the junior people in those firms. Because it's not every day you speak to big, big man. Sometimes speak to someone who's on your level. Like, yeah, exactly. And they might be more susceptible to actually help you and speak your language as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely agree. But I think you'll be absolutely fine. Everyone finds LinkedIn super daunting. Um, And on that note, I actually read an article the other day about LinkedIn, which I find a bit rogue. Personally, are you a massive fan? Of LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh, it's give and take. Yeah. I don't love it. But the article basically said, move over Twitter, X, Twitter and X, which is Facebook. Oh, Twitter. Wait, isn't Twitter called X now? Oh, (laughs) I think. It is, it is. What's Facebook called? Just Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Meta, it's called Meta. Oh, Meta, yeah. yeah. So move over X and Meta. That just seems so wrong, bruv. What what, what year are we in? LinkedIn is the cool place to be. 
LinkedIn is breaking out of its professional constraints. LinkedIn is emerging as a place for regular people to share about their lives and not just professionally. Can the platform sustain this increase in popularity? And is LinkedIn really cool now? And someone basically said, millennial, um, like millennials and anyone in Gen Z, they're so much more likely to hop from employer to employer every few years. Like we're not really grounded in our roles. Um, like we can try out an entirely different industry, which was rogue back in the day. Um, and so actually it's beneficial to have like that identity on LinkedIn that shows people what you've done, what type of person you are. Um, and yes, there's the same kind of identity that you'd build on Instagram and stuff like that. And some people make friends or like mm-hmm. find partners. Literally, I found my partner from from Instagram. So yeah, that's mad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what you need to take from it. It needs to just be a place where you're just expressing yourself. And I actually think the people who post more relatable content, as opposed to those who jump on just to say I got a promotion, <laughs> yeah, they do better out of LinkedIn. Like you yeah. need to have consistent, relatable posts. One hundred percent, I agree. I agree but you'll get that I think I saw a post the other day which was like um from someone in my network and it was literally she she was just saying her frustration about this article that was in the news and it was to do with my industry but I love that because it was like yeah like it's I it's a place to put your opinion on Mm -hmm. stuff and it's your network and more time you're gonna get a different perspective or you're going to get the same perspective, but it's it's a place to talk about your industry and what you enjoy and keep up with the space. So I think just don't see it as like something too stressful. It doesn't have to be stressful. Yeah, it's just lighthearted. It is. But we did ask on Instagram a series of different questions to see how much you guys use LinkedIn and what your thoughts are on it. So the first question we asked is, do you use LinkedIn? And 86% of you said yes, but 14% said no. I'm actually surprised that many people use it. To be honest, yeah. Sometimes I feel like it can be a bit irrelevant. Like, I'm in a very, like, my industry is very, it's who you know, not what you know. Mm. Such a bit of both. So for me, I find it important to be on there. People actually do post regularly. But there's a lot of industries where they're not client-facing or they just don't need to post it's just not relevant to them. Like they're not selling anything. They're not advertising anything. Yeah. Like their work is self. Their work sells itself just by them doing their day-to-day role. Yeah. Like teachers don't need to be on LinkedIn. Yeah. Nurses probably don't need to be on LinkedIn. Yeah. Correct us if we're wrong guys, but I just don't see, I feel like it's a, it's a unique, you need to be in a specific role to, to need it and require it. Yeah. Like what do you use it? So you use it for what news and I use it for my network. Yeah. Yeah. To, to build up my network and like I've reached out to people on there to grab a coffee like on Monday I'm actually grabbing a coffee with someone that mm-hmm. I reached out to on LinkedIn to get because he's in a role that I want to be in yeah so I want to find out like how he got there and stuff um that's what I use it for yeah which I guess you could use that in any role like if you want progression and stuff yeah um but yeah I I yeah just use it to post about sites we're selling oh yeah yeah that makes sense or news and stuff like that yeah the next question we asked is if you find LinkedIn helpful for networking and this was a 50-50 split yeah I think you have to know how to use it if you're going to use it for networking yeah because sometimes like actually that person wrote in their dilemma how do you even know if someone's relevant to you I find networking oh my god the amount of times I've been to events and everyone's just been irrelevant and I'm just like I've wasted my time yeah 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 
It's true. Yeah. So you have to be very specific. And if people do have their their specific job title and stuff like that, then it makes LinkedIn networking a lot easier. It does. And the last question we ask is, does LinkedIn help you keep up to date with news? And 36% said yes, but 64% said no. Wow. I feel like that's the best function. Yeah. I was going to say, like, this is... That's kind of what I like about LinkedIn. Like I find it's out free. it's free and I find out about what conferences are happening and what reports are out there. And usually if someone's shared a report, they'll give their opinion. So I don't really need to read the whole thing. So I kind of <laughs> understood what they've what has been said in the report. Yeah, I'd say even more so than networking. LinkedIn is really good for news because so many times I go to read a newspaper like I'll get the emails through for news on my um, work email. And I'll be like, oh, that's such a good article. Let me delve into that. But then I can't because it's not free. But LinkedIn, you don't get that problem. It's yeah. Free. You know what else you can do? On... Unless you need LinkedIn Plus. But... Yeah, I don't have LinkedIn Premium. Um, you can set up a news alert on Google. So say you work in something so niche, you can put in those keywords and it will send you an email every time something has been written about it. So that's mm. the way you could... I don't know. It might be overwhelming. Depend. I think you need to put it really... Yeah, if I put like sustainability, then I'd get something literally every hour. But if you put something like specific to an area or something like that, then that's a way to keep you up to date as to what's going on as well. Yeah, that's quite cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, on that note, we hope you enjoyed this episode. A bit more of an informative one of how Mm -hmm. to use LinkedIn, but hopefully, someone finds it useful. Yeah. Have a great week, guys. Bye.